live from the capital of the Commonwealth, this is the Sports Huddle with Bob Black on 1061 ESPN. We're also streaming live at ESPNRichmond.com and on the iHeartRadio app. Call in and talk with Bob anytime at 327-0888. Now, here's Bob Black with the Sports Huddle on 1061 ESPN. Welcome back or welcome to the Sports Huddle for a Tuesday afternoon, the 29th of August. The day is rapidly dwindling away until we get into September and it's game week for college football. And next week it will be game week for the NFL as well. Today was a a red circle day in the NFL for a lot of guys because it was cut down day to get to the 53 Man roster. Look, I'm just going to do this by as a comparison, uh, and obviously Matt and I particularly talk a lot of Eagles on this show. So I was interested in their roster, and we talked at length. AJ and I certainly did about the Commanders roster and what they did. And both of us obviously pointed out only two quarterbacks on the um, on the active roster at the moment for the Commanders. So just as a way of comparison, by numbers more than than anything else, and this kind of gives you a little bit of an idea into the thinking of Ron Rivera as a head coach with Washington and Nick Sirianni as a head coach with Philadelphia. So the Eagles kept three quarterbacks, which I think is what most teams are probably doing, at least at this point. They kept Jalen Hurts. They kept Marcus Mariota, who did not have a very good um, preseason. Like I think there were some whispers in Philly that he may not make it and they love this young kid um tanner mckee and uh they kept him so it it called him a pleasant surprise uh, and he could be the backup by next year so uh, they have kept him and so philadelphia kept three quarterbacks washington kept two philadelphia kept four running backs washington kept three the Eagles kept Kenny Gainwell, DeAndre Swift, who came over from the Lions, Rashad Penny, who was an offseason pickup, and Boston Scott, whereas Washington only kept three running backs, Brian Robinson, Chris Rodriguez, Antonio Gibson. Um, then you get to the receivers, and, and that's where the, the tune really changed. Uh, Washington, as we said, and, and we almost thought they'd kept eight receivers, but they've kept seven by their roster and the Eagles only kept four true wide receivers. So that's a major difference in offensive philosophy right now. That's and low. For, with just four receivers, yeah. right? Yeah. No, I, I'm with you on that. And, again, we keep warning everybody that these these are fluid rosters. They, they may look a little different opening day. It's not going to be a total overhaul. Um, and they kept uh, Alameda Zacchaeus, who played at UVA, as one of the four in Philadelphia. So he he made it. Quez Watkins, Devontae Smith, A.J. Brown were the others. And the Eagles obviously love those guys, particularly Brown and Smith, just like the commanders love Dotson, their Brown, De'Ami Brown, and Curtis Samuel. But, yes, that's that was that's a major philosophical difference. And both of them went with four tight ends. Uh, the Eagles just picked up a tight end uh, today. So they've got, um, they've got four tight ends on their roster, as does um, – as does Washington. Offensive linemen, one, two, three, four, five, six. Uh, yeah, they each kept nine. And as I said in the first hour, that seems to be about the standard number for offensive linemen. You want, you know, uh, one that can, you know, you can pretty much re- rotate uh, all five positions at some point or another. So 
They both kept nine. You're right, AJ. The, the wide receiver position is the interesting one. We'll see if the Eagles tweak that at all. Defensively, they each kept, um, let's see, the, the Eagles went a little heavier with defensive tackle and a little lighter on the edge rushers, the defensive ends, and the commanders went the other way. But but either way, those were about the same. At the moment, and here's where, it's, here's where I think it's almost got to change, um, and linebacker has been a question mark for both teams, if you want to know the truth, in my opinion. And the Eagles only kept three. So I think they're still out there looking for another linebacker before this season starts. And then Philly went deep on the cornerbacks. They kept an extra couple of those. Washington had five. The Eagles kept seven. And the Eagles kept four safeties. The commanders kept three. So you can kind of see where they're going. And, and here's the absolute Classic example of why this is not the final roster. Because unless the Eagles' offense is going to score a touchdown on every possession or a field goal, they're in a world of trouble because they don't have a punter on their roster right now. The Eagles cut the guy from last year, Aaron Sipos, who was up and down with them. He'd have some booming great kicks, and then he'd shank them out of bounds. So they... They cut him, so they're in the market for a punter. And obviously, by opening day, they will have a punter. They kept their long snapper. They kept Jake Elliott, their field goal kicker. But they don't have a punter at the moment. So that's what we mean by these rosters are fluid. That That's going to change. Uh, somebody who's on that roster is not going to be on that roster in Philly, and they're going to have a punter uh, by the time the season starts. So uh, kind of interesting. I think uh, on the offensive side, that's that's the philosophical difference. Uh, many more wide receivers for the commanders, but only two quarterbacks. And the Eagles, as I said, like I think most NFL teams um, will do, uh, kept three, three quarterbacks so that that third one, who will be inactive certainly on, on game day, could be activated if there is an injury situation what about um, what about new england only keeping mac and arizona has negative 12 quarterbacks that's just crazy <laughs> yes they do uh they have two very unproven quarterbacks is what arizona has at the moment but yes you heard it on the on the update uh bailey zappi and malik cunningham both cut by the patriots today jonathan taylor um you know who's not going to play it doesn't appear for indianapolis he didn't he wasn't able to pull off a trade so he's going to be on the pup list which means he ain't playing for anybody for the first month of the season for the first first four games of the season he won't be able to play for anybody uh i don't know if that helps or hurts his trade status but he's probably not going to be in a Colts uniform uh certainly not anytime soon uh, DeMar Hamlin made the Bills. That's a heartwarming story, obviously. Um, and I don't mean that as a pun at all. Certainly wouldn't go that route. Uh, after what he went through last year, talented kid, obviously, and he has made the Bills roster. And the fact that he's back playing football again is a pretty pretty amazing thing. Um, all right, so there, there was some of the news. We talked about uh, the commanders. Um, Jake Fromm, quarterback, uh, fully expected that. I would say Jared Patterson, who was a fan favorite last year, uh, was the other relatively big name that got cut by um, by the commanders. And and there you go. If you've got questions about your team, let me know. I'm not going to run through them all, uh, but I do have the list in front of me of the guys who were cut. And then the thing I'm actually trying to find more off more than anything are the active rosters. Are now the up to date 53 man rosters for these teams i think that'll give us a much better handle on where these teams are right now than than giving you names of guys who have been who have been outed who have been cut 
moving forward. So, all right. So there you go. Uh, that's what's happened in the NFL. As more news becomes available, we will let you know. I think the commander's roster is about what people thought it would be. Just a couple of surprises. And I, I actually think they're, they're solid in solid shape. It's still going to come down to the offensive line. We all know that. Uh, I was talking with a, with a guy today who's a commander's fan, and that's exactly what he said. Uh, he thinks Sam Howell's a really good quarterback, obviously followed him at North Carolina, and you know, but anybody flat on their back isn't going to be a very good quarterback. So it's going to be up to those offensive linemen, and I'm just looking at the list for uh, Washington. Ricky Stromberg, Nick Gates, Andrew Wiley, uh, Charles Leno, Trent Scott, Chris Paul, Sam Cosme, Sadiq Charles, and Cornelius Lucas are your offensive linemen. And that's going to be the biggest position group, if you ask me. That's going to be the one that you're going to want to focus on. Uh, Obviously, Sam Howell, the quarterback. We know that. Uh, But we think he can be pretty good, uh, given the opportunity to do that. Uh, I think we're very comfortable with with the running backs. Love the wide receivers. If the tight ends can stay healthy, uh, that's a pretty decent group there as well. So uh, the commanders, I think they must feel pretty good about where they are right now i think anyway i think they're i'm still not going any more than seven wins or eight wins somewhere in there maybe as a reach i would go to nine and make them nine and eight on the season but that's about that's about as far as i would still go with them because i do think they have question marks at at uh, offensive line and uh, linebacker i think the defense could be really good with what they have up front i think the secondary is pretty solid but the linebacking position uh, would like to see how that kind of pans out over the first uh, few weeks of of the season and those first w- arizona so that should be a win then they go to denver um, that's a toss-up one to me those are the two teams that i think a lot of people will be intrigued to see if they can do anything this year then they get buffalo uh, at home, but I don't think they can beat the Bills at home. And then they go to Philadelphia, and I don't think they're going to beat the Eagles in Philadelphia. They might beat the Eagles in D.C., but I don't think they're beating the Eagles in Philly. Um, I would say they could start 2-0 and and then be 2-2 two and two after the first four weeks of the season. And then they get the Bears and the Falcons and the Giants. At, I mean, there's some winnable games here for D.C. And then they get the rematch already with Philadelphia. This is unlike most years in recent memory where they saved these games to the end of the season. Remember they had that one year, a couple of years ago, wasn't last year, I think it was two years ago, uh, where they had like the entire NFC East for the last five weeks of the season. Uh, not this case, not this year. They get Philly um, two of the first eight games of the year are against Philadelphia. Now the Dallas games are, are later, the Thanksgiving game in Big D, and then um, they end the season with the Cowboys at uh, FedEx Field in week 18 9 and uh, 8 9 and 8 I'm with you there 8 and 9 the 9 and 8 uh, I'm with you and I I don't think 9 and 8 will make the playoffs it it could be fringe it could be close to making the playoffs but I don't think so I, I think, think Dallas one, is going to be bad this year One can only hope AJ one can only hope get all my cowboy fans to start you know jumping all over me there but one can only hope All right um 512 on the Sports Huddle. Let's keep it rolling on a Tuesday afternoon. Here's where we're headed. These are this afternoon's top sports stories. I'm sure you'll be fascinated by all the uh, stories you have to tell. This is today's Drive Home Headlines. 
So this is kind of a postscript because we just gave you the headline. Obviously, it was cut down day in the NFL. So drive home headlines were brought to you by James River Air. If you're not confident in your heating and cooling provider, switch to James River Air. You can save up to 30%. Check them out online at jamesriverair.com. We are wide open here in the 5 o'clock hour this afternoon of the Sports Huddle, 804-327-0888. We'll come up with something creative, won't we, AJ? We will have something creative for our audience. We haven't talked much food lately. Like, I didn't even ask what you ate at the Commanders game. You know, was that was that part of the reason that you're so high on FedEx Field or not? I ate a nice Stella Artis. There you go. Artois. Artois, right. yeah. yeah Artois. Sorry. Artois. It's one of my favorites. That, that is one of my favorites. Yes, but in a can, ugh. It's a little different, and it's funny you say that because when I went to the Nationals game last week, um, again, not one of my favorite big league ballparks, but entirely different apples and oranges to FedEx Field, just because I don't think that has a lot of pizzazz. I think it's very nice. It's very comfortable. It's very well lit, all of that. And, and, and there's places around it to go at, at Nationals Park. But, yeah, I went to get a beer, and I got the same thing. That Like, it's a 25-ounce can of Stella, right? Dude. I don't know if that... Is that what you got? Yeah, it makes yeah. me sick though. There's yeah. something about it makes it like tears up my stomach, and yep. my stomach's iron clad. It is. I know. Uh, I don't necessarily mind the can, but the 25 ounces is too big for me. I'm too slow of a drinker. By the time I get to the last third, it's warm, and I'm I'm like, whatever happened to the good old days? You get a draft beer at the ball game. I'm not sure you can do that anymore. Yeah, but there's think- a stadium that has a prison under it because of unruly fans, and I think that energy spread throughout, and they were like, we better uh, just keep the cans. Yeah, but the, uh, yeah, the cans, you know, and of course the price is like 15 bucks, which if you, if you, you know, do the math, it's not terrible for 25 ounces. That's like two full beers. All right. Right? Two quick, or one quick question. I know we got to cut to break. You Would you pay that price for Stella, which we've all done, so we know we would, or would you pay like, an upcharge of six more dollars for a frosty draft in a glass. Uh, so wait a minute. So now you're telling me the frosty glass is going to be like twenty bucks? Right, right. So I'm saying you said twelve <sighs> bucks for a Stella, right? It was fifteen. Fifteen. I think, at All right. Park. 50, so yeah. fifteen. Would you yeah. pay fifteen? We've done it, so we know the answer. Would you pay fifteen for a can? Or twenty one to get a nice tall like world of beer size glass <laughs> of Stella. I'd pay the twenty bucks. Twenty one. I bucks. guess I would. I, I, that it's going to be hard to do that to pay that much for. How how, how tall is the beer? Is that still twenty five ounces? The draft. Let's go with the same size. Yeah. Well, then I might do it. Yeah, I might do that. Just because my experience with the can the other night was not great. Not and good. some of that I blame. Like, I can drink a Stella out of a can. I just would rather it be the, whatever it is, what is it, 16-ounce can, I guess, 12, 16-ounce, something like that. Just because I, I think it stays flavorful all the way through. I, I don't I don't guzzle my beer. I, I'll t- I'm a little slow on the uptick there of drinking the beer, so I want it to stay as cold as long as possible. First world problems here, AJ. These are first world problems. What was your other question? I thought you had another. No, it was just the that one. Was I was a two-parter, but I just lumped into one. No food at FedEx? You didn't buy any food? No, just... I didn't. Uh, okay. Our seats are by a place called the Chicken Guy, I think. And oh. I almost got myself a chicken sandwich. But I hadn't been to D.C. in a long time, so I dived into like Indian food and all that before the game. All right. Good for you. Good for you. All right, let's get a break in here, and you'll be back at other Commanders games this year, so you'll, you'll have plenty of opportunity. I should, I should hit up one a game and, and, and then give everybody the update. 
Not a bad way to go. I like it. It'll be a good segment, particularly on a day like this. <laughs> All right. Let's get a break in here. Uh, a little past 5.15 on the Tuesday Sports Huddle. Uh, I do have a couple of texts that I want to get to when we come back as well. 804-327-0888. Thanks for tuning in and bearing with us today on the Sports Huddle. He delivers his own take on sports. And maybe if you're lucky, a pepperoni pizza and garlic sticks. But I wouldn't count on it. He's cheap. Matt Josephs is live. Weekday afternoons beginning at 3 on 1061 ESPN Richmond. Pearson Moss, 90. This is uh, nowhere on our uh, pre-show production rundown list, but I just stumbled on this. AJ, so I got to ask you this question. This headline just, I, I didn't i didn't quite get it. ESPN to air ACC and college football playoff games in movie theaters. Oh, yeah, like, that, that's that's a popular thing. It Look, this whole trend started, I mean, it was doing concerts and stuff before, but this whole trend is to save theaters. It started with Yellowstone down in Texas. They premiered the first episode of the new sh- of the the new uh, season of Yellowstone. It did gangbusters, and so now it's going to be happening. Uh, theaters all across the nation are going to start diving into niche markets. I wouldn't even be surprised if local AMC or whatever started doing like uh, like uh, the you know ACC and A10 and all that. Well, here, here's my question. I mean, these games are on over-the-air television. They're they're easily accessible. And I think there's a mistake in the article that I'm reading. I'm not even going to give the website. Because it, it, it says that under the deal, ACC games will be in theaters for the away team markets, which makes sense. But then they use as the example saying, meaning that when the Miami Hurricanes finish the season at Boston College – Alumni and fans of Miami may choose to go to a theater in Boston to cheer on their team instead of contending with chilly temperatures in the stands. That's not right, right? It's the opposite way around. If it's Miami at Boston College, it's going to be shown in movie theaters in Miami, right? Right, right. Right. Yeah, I I think they got that that wrong. And so what it's basically boiling down to is here's an opportunity for you to have a watch party, right? So you can go watch the, you know, when we get to the playoffs and the World Series and the Super Bowl and the NBA Finals, they show that shot all the time of the visiting arena jam-packed with their fans and they're watching it on the big on the big screens, right? It's just a big watch party. That's what we're talking about, isn't it? Yeah, the, the whole concept, do you remember back in the day, probably like pre-85, the way you would watch big boxing matches or pro yeah. wrestling was, what was yeah. it called? Not closed captioning, but... Uh, Closed circuit. Closed circuit, yeah. Closed circuit, yeah. They're trying to tap into that niche again. The theaters are doing a lot of tricks. Uh, Yeah, the only thing I don't understand is if it's Miami at Boston College, I can watch it at home. It's going to be on the ACC network or it's going to be on ABC or whatever network there, ESPN. I I think that the attraction here is come to the theater, bring your friends, we're going to serve beer and food. And it's basically a watch party. That's, That's the what it, problem. Everyone's at home watching it by I, themselves, miserable, and then they leave horrible reviews. Get out in the world, man. Wait a minute. I might be at home, and I might be alone, but I'm not going to be miserable. I'm watching a football game. And I'm not a, going to the doctor, you know. I'm watching it, you know, and I'll probably have some friends. Well, I don't have any friends, but most people would have friends over, and I don't know. I, I get it. If that's the way you want to do it, you know, it's a good 
good idea for a party. It's just the games are so accessible without having to do that. Those but you're pimply, right. They're, they're, they're trying to find the almighty dollar anywhere they can possibly find it. Those, those here, greasy skinned 16 year olds aren't ready for sports fans, though. Yeah. <laughs> yes, exactly. All right, let me, and actually, I found that off of a text. Um, our, our guy, John, who texts a lot, um, had sent that text uh, earlier today. Um, so I so I got to one timely, right? At least I got to one one timely this time. Uh, and I'm going back. I'm scrolling back through John's just a, a little bit here. And uh, the one thing he did say, you know, on this realignment thing, the ACC thing, that has obviously hit pause because of the horrible tragedy at Carolina and the shooting, the the, the shooting death of the of the professor uh, down there at Carolina, which is just, you know, if you work on a college campus, it sends shivers up your spine. I can tell you that. Without a doubt. Uh, but John did say, you know, if Stanford, Cal, and SMU come into the ACC, their basketball, their women's basketball is going to take a hit upwards. That Those are good uh, women's college basketball teams. So it would help from that perspective. Of course, all the travel and, and all of that is, is still thrown in there. All right, Caesar, hang on one second. Let me just get through a couple of these texts because I always say I'm going to do that, and then and then I don't. Um our guy, Tribe Bill, he's all fired up right now. He is all – anything involving William and & Mary and Tribe Bill, he is all over it, man. So this morning, Al had Mike London on. He's going to have Mike on every week, which he's done for the last last couple of years, and he was on this morning. And there was, thanks, Big Al, for a great interview with Mike London and the Tribe. And then this afternoon, there's the next test. Thanks, Bob, for a great interview with Jay and William & Mary football. So we got you. We got you, Bill. We know you're fired up. Um, you can text me back. Are you going to Bowie's Creek on Thursday to see the tribe in the season opener against Campbell? Uh, get on down there. And then let me do one more. And then Caesar's coming up. Uh, great to hear Jerry on the air. How about that? We got a Jerry fan out there. I know this guy. Said he used to ride with him to Renegades games down in Hampton and North. Renegades. Yeah. The old Richmond Renegades. That's our second reference today to the Richmond Coliseum. Yeah. We should not mention it ever again. Not to cut you off, but I told I I I teach Rob about how that was the biggest sports team Virginia's ever or Richmond's ever had. Is the that. Richmond Renegades? The lo- the love for the Renegades does is unmatched. It is up there. I will agree with you on that. It was a very hearty and very passionate fan base, and they had the old fan club back in the day when you had the the fan club. And you know, with the with the right arena, it would succeed again. When they build that arena up in Henrico County, I really hope we get a hockey team out of that because I do think it will be successful. And I've mentioned this several times, AJ. The problem was where you were going. I'm gonna I'm gonna you know continue to throw shade at the Coliseum and and everything that it's not. But it was hard in the dark of winter, and I sound like a wimp, and the cold and the snow or just the cold rain, to go out and then go into that building to watch a hockey game. Give me a nice place. I'm going, man. I'll be there, you know, when they build that new arena up there in Henrico. Uh, that That's all part of the draw right now. It's not just the game and the fights, and that's going to be fun, but you need the right place to go. And going downtown, the parking was tough. Dimly, it was bad. It was just it, – it was really bad. But they were a good franchise. You're, you're absolutely right. The Renegades were a very good franchise. I remember the owner guy. Uh, yeah, he got into a little bit of difficulties here and there. Alan Harvey was the guy who brought the hockey back here uh, to the capital city. And I definitely fondly remember the – in fact, I did a couple of the Renegades games 
I filled in for their guy, Josh Lewin, who went on to a major league baseball uh, broadcasting career and a major college uh, broadcasting career as well, was the voice of the Renegades, and he was out of town for a couple of weeks or something. I did like three or four Renegades games. It was really fun. It was it was a blast to do. It's a hard sport to do, but when you get the the hang of it, it's it's pretty good. It's pretty cool. All right, Caesar, thanks for waiting through all those ramblings. Just about twenty to six. What's up? Hey, Bob. You know, I know you like being at home, being a loner and all that. But you know what? AJ and I wouldn't mind having you come meet us at a pub or a bar and watch a game. And I would have you be my friend. I have no problem with that. You know. <laughs> For my team or another team, I would not mind that. And I think a lot of the fans that listen would do that, too. If you I would love to do that. If we could find the right game and the right time when I'm not already doing a game, I would off to the bar, to the pub we go, and I would love to watch a game with you and AJ. That would be awesome. Well, when did you uh, – University of Richmond was doing the basketball one, which not bad. Oh, I could do well, that. Yeah, I'm sure there's a night the Hurricanes are playing when the Spiders aren't. I could I could pull that off. I'm going to be no wearing doubt. my Sean Taylor jersey. I know. There you go. Yeah. I, I think mean, we've that's, got to... that's a good idea to thought. You know, and you know Kentucky's got to play Miami, and we talked about that. AJ's in it, in, in on that when they play. We'll watch that game together on okay. a Tuesday night. In, you know, I have no problem with that, too. Yep, Tuesday night or Thursday night are usually good nights for for me around my basketball schedule. Yep, you're right. I I think we got a promotion brewing here, AJ. You know, I'm in. Watch yeah. watch sports with the sports huddle guys. That'd be pretty cool. Yeah, there you go. I'm in. If we can and find the right college stuff, football game, I'll do that too. And if you wear hurricane swag, go. I'll you buy you a beer. Okay. Oh, I got exactly. nothing against the Hurricanes. I, I like. I'm okay with Miami. I am. There you go. Yeah. I know you you don't have a problem with Miami. You'd love it. You would love to see Miami come back. Well, let's not get carried away, but I would like to see them be good. I'm okay with that. And I like their basketball program. I like Jim Laranaga, and I like their basketball program. So, there you go. That's a start. It's a start. It is, but you've bolstered my – you've uplifted my spirits that I would have friends to go watch a game with in a pub or a bar. I'm uh, always willing to go. Just let me know. You got my number. I got it. You know it. And you've been uh, out because you've, you've come to our coaches' shows. And maybe we do that one night after the basketball coaches' show. There's an ACC game that comes on at like 7 o'clock. We can just hang out I, and have a I'll beer and some chicken wings and watch yeah. basketball. World of Beer is a good spot. Yeah, it is. Oh, it would yeah. be a great spot. And there we'll be back go. there. We'll be I back there. That. Yep. Oh, yeah. All right. All right. Caesar, thanks, you pal. Care. Appreciate it. Uh, and I will make one shameless plug here since you mentioned World of Beer for the basketball show for Richmond when we get to to December or so. Um, I mentioned this on the show last week, and we are promoting it, the football show for Richmond with Coach Huseman. Had a lot of people asking about it. Um, has moved. And it will be at the Brass Tap. You ever uh, been there? Yeah, AJ? yeah, yeah. I know you have. Tap. You have. Now, it's a whole different scene, I know, in the evening, at night, you young, cool people are there. This is going to be the lunchtime deal, so it's going to be a little bit different. But I went today with Robert Ole, who will be engineering on on location. You'll be in the studio. Uh, And Mitchell Bradley joined us, so we brought back a name from the past. And we did kind of the site survey 
of the Brass Tap because I'd never been there and got the lay of the land and the setup and all of that. We're excited about it. We had lunch there today, and it was very good. Um, all three of us gave a thumbs up. So for folks coming out for lunch on Thursdays, noon to one, the Brass Tap, uh, Libby Mill, Midtown on Staples Mill Road. There's lots of parking lots, parking garage. Um, get you there. Get you in. Uh, the menu is nice. I had a chicken Caesar salad. Mitchell had, like, uh, chicken fingers, I think, and, and Robert had some sort of chicken sandwich. We all went the chicken route again. The owners are cool. And the, the owners are cool. We met the chef, actually. He came out to introduce himself. And so they were very excited to have us coming in there. The couple of waitresses that, that helped us were very excited to hear about it. So we're looking forward to it. It begins next Thursday. Uh, not this week. Next week. Next Thursday, September 7, after the Morgan State game, before the Michigan State game, noon to 1, every Thursday. Uh, Richmond football, coaches show. Coach Usman will be there. We'll have a player or two come out each week as well. It's a great opportunity for fans to interact with the players and Coach Usman. And the voice of the Spiders will be there, too. Um, 544, let's get our final break in. AJ and I are going to run down that commander's schedule to finish it up and see if we either one of us can somehow inch our way, plow our way past like 8 and 9 or 9 and 8 for this team. Or worse, but also better. We'll figure it out next on the Sports Auto. This Saturday, the Spiders return home when UR opens their 2023 season at Robin Stadium versus Morgan State at 6 p.m. Don't miss any of the action on your home for Spider Athletics all season. 1061 ESPN Richmond. Traffic reports on 106. Okay, we have one more segment to go today and a kind of promise that aj and i were going to do a little prognosticating here with the uh with the commander's schedule so let's see what we can do here aj i think if we get some more time as we move along we would give a little bit more reasoning right. as to why we're doing this i don't know if we'll have enough time to really go into quick, each game potentially quick, quick win or loss and then one sentence statement yeah I, I think so i think that uh that'll probably probably get us get us through all right um, who's counting us off me or you uh, I'm, I've got a little piece of scrap paper in front of me, so I'll, right. I'll be able to, uh, to to jot down one loss records for right. both of us. Be you'll, you'll keep score, and I'll, I'll read them off. So, Commanders, Cardinals, I think we both have a win, and we don't reason as to say why. <laughs> because the Cardinals don't have a quarterback, that's exactly. why. Exactly. Yes, and, and it's at home, and it's the new era. It's the Josh Harris era. They're not, they're not losing that game. So, yep. Okay. All right. And uh, one of the dicey ones in week two there, AJ. Okay, so uh, it pains me to say this. I love Russell Wilson. It's not going to be a good year, man. Not going to be a good year for Russell Wilson? For Denver and, yeah, that whole thing. Yeah, it wasn't last year either. So what are you saying? A win for the Commanders. Wow. See, I thought we were going to differ on that one. But I, I'm I'm with you. I, yep. I do think that's a 2-0 start, which is exactly what they need. I, I agree. He, All right, so now that they're riding a, a crest of momentum coming back home here. Yep. Yep, and I think the Bills are going to struggle a little more this year, but I think the Bills take it. Yeah, um, again, we're we're on the same page here, so right. we're headed down the right right path. All right, so you know where I'm going in week four, because uh-huh. that's who. Yeah, Eagles, and okay. I got to go with the Eagles on that one as well. Okay, uh, uh, and it's at Philly. 
uh, if ever you were going to pick the – although last year was a blowout for Philly in, in Washington. But in Philly, at that point, I yeah. That, if the Niners it. get their quarterback situation straight, they'll be fine. But it's the Eagles' year to lose, in my opinion. All right. Next All right, two and two then. Two and two after week four of the season. So we're the same so far. Okay. And we are the same. That's correct. Bears coming into Commanders. I'm going Commanders. Me too. Um, yep. I'm with you on that one. I'm not sold. Justin Fields and the whole Bears thing there. So back on the winning track they go for both of us. Yep. And then they go to Atlanta for an easy win. The Commanders will be in Atlanta. All right. Not saying I'm going to say easy. And Taylor Heineke could could have something to say about that uh, in, in Atlanta. Uh, if he's a quarterback at that point, week six of the season. But I'm with you. So we both have him at four and two, which is respectable, keeps the fan base going, uh, keeps Ron Rivera and Eric Bieniemy and, you know, all of that going at four and two. You're okay. All right. Here's where the upset happens. The commanders beat the Giants in New York. You know, I think uh, I, I went through this during the commercial break just so I had an idea of where we were headed. Um, and I think I – I'm going to differ there just because I think they struggle uh-huh. with the Giants. I'm going to give them a loss. All right. But I'm not totally sold on it. So you got them at 5-2. and two, I got them at 4-3. and three. And remember, my goal, again, like yours, is to get them to like, you know, 7, 10, 8, 9. So I can't go too overboard here. Right. All right. All right. Now, week eight. Eagle, uh, the game we'll be at together. Uh, I had to split them with every team in the division. So this is probably dumb, but I have the Commanders beating Philly. All right. And you know I'm not picking against my Eagles, especially if I'm if, especially if I'm going to be there. Yep. Um, and I'll tell you what, if they lose, it'll be a miserable ride home. I can tell you that right now. <laughs> well, that'll be with your wife. Well, oh, I, kind of, I thought you were going to Uber me or something. Uh, well, oh, the VIP treatment. I see. <laughs> That's right. 20, like, year, do, 20 years uh, sports vet. I got where it. Where do I sign up for that? So, we'll, anyway. we'll figure it out. All right, so wait a minute. So you got them really rolling now. You got them at 6-2, and two, uh-huh. and I got them at 4-4. Four and four. It's about to change. Okay. Yeah. I got right. him. The next game is the, at the Patriots. I got him beating New England. So do I. That's mm-hmm. interesting. Because yep. so do I. Uh, people that's, seem to think New England's going to be good, and I think they will be, but no. I think that's a road game that the, the commanders can get, actually. I'm Okay. I'm with you on that one. Now it's going to start getting ugly. Uh-huh. <laughs> I've got uh-huh. – uh, so they, they go to visit uh, Seattle. Uh, yep. The Seahawks are going to beat them. Okay. Me too. I'm mm-hmm. with you there. Yep. The next right. game is the Giants coming into Commanders. Mm-hmm. I think uh, the Giants will win. I think there's like a split between the two. Interesting. So you mm-hmm. have them each winning in the other's uh, home stadium. It just feels very NFC East. Okay. Well, I'm, I'm going to win there because so, I said I took them to lose in New York, in New Jersey, wherever. So I'm gonna, yeah. I'm, gonna, I'm with you. They'll split. Yep, yep. All right. All right. They play the commander, or the commanders go into Dallas. I think they beat Dallas. On Thanksgiving, huh? Yep, I think they do it. All right, we definitely differ there. I'm, I'm going Cowboys on Thanksgiving in that one. So, All right, so we're coming down here to the last one, right. three, four games, yep. and you are at eight and four. And I am at six and six, which is what I wanted it to be. All right. So, and we're going to have to riddle this off because uh, okay. we've got a minute left. Yep. The Dolphins are next. They will destroy the Commanders. Huh. Yep. I think All that's. All right. I'm, I'm calling that a Washington win. We really differ on that one. Yeah. I don't like the matchups there. All right. After the bye week. And then uh, the, the Commanders play the Rams next. That's easy. The Commanders will win. 
I'm with you on that. All right. All right. So you're already at nine. Mm -hmm. All right. Now they go to the Aaron Rodgers and the Jets. They lose out. So for me, they lose out. They lose to the Aaron Rodgers and the Jets. They lose to the 49ers uh, at home, and then they lose to the Commanders at home. The Cowboys. Or the Cowboys. Yeah. I say they get a win on the Cowboys because it'll be meaningless for them again, and you got a loss. So you wound up at nine and eight, and I wound up at nine and eight. Oh no, I didn't. I didn't. I went up at eight and nine. Yeah, the, our big difference has been the Eagles win twice. That's our yes. only big difference. Yes, it was. Big, big shock. I should have saw that coming. We, we proved the experiment. They're they're going to be muddling around five hundred. I had a text along those lines as well from a guy who said he's a big Commanders fan, but even he can't pick them to go any better than that. He said, Washington fan here. I get hyped too, but got to see it before I believe it. I'm thinking seven and ten or eight and nine at best. Just watching, just watching the offense. I don't know, and it was third, it was second and third string. But that goes to my point. Like, Brom looked good, you know. Yeah. All right. I may have miscounted one here, but I think I'm at eight and nine, and you were at nine and eight. I think that's right. Interchangeable, interchangeable. And one more text because I called out in a good way, Tribe Bill, about going to Bowie's Creek Thursday to see his beloved tribe. He said, no, Bob, I'm not going to Campbell. These old bones don't travel so well anymore. But I do have season tickets for the home games in Williamsburg, and I'm coming to UR for a couple of spider home games as well. We will welcome you with open arms, tribe. As will I. You will, and you'll be there, and we'll have you front and center. Uh, Jake Howie, the voice of the tribe, the longtime voice of the tribe, was our only guest this afternoon. Um, Hopefully things pan out tomorrow. And got a couple of outstanding guests for you, including we've been trying to track down Colin Selby, the former Randolph-Macon pitcher who's now in the big leagues with the Pittsburgh Pirates. I think we got a shot to tape an interview with him tomorrow, and we'll play it back tomorrow afternoon. So that could highlight our show. AJ, thanks. Uh, talk to you tomorrow at 4 o'clock with the next Sports Huddle right here on 106.1 ESPN. Robin, can you believe that summer?